0: this week tom shannon pulls the curtain back and tells us all about his deal to release the two peter chris solo albums how he cut the deal with universal how he tried to get peter involved and what happened after the fact oh and we talk about a tweet that gene simmons sent out tip (laughs) we made
1: up (laughs) this is three sides of the coin Talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Looking for official Three Sides of the Coin merchandise? T-shirts, hoodies, and more? Visit
2: shop3sidesofthecoin.com. We ship Do
1: you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-4771
0: everybody welcome back to another episode of three sides of the coin hopefully we'll keep this intro short because we had a long interview lisa lisa's not here that's right we did see her briefly but her phone died so it's just three of us mike mark tommy so yeah screw the comments tommy and if you're listening if you listen all the way through the end You're gonna hear our initial reaction to what I'm just going to go into talking about. You hear me interrupt our interview with our guest to reveal something that just broke online as we were recording. Um, So today, Tuesday, April 26th, obviously the big news, some of the big news like yesterday, Elon Musk bought Twitter. We don't care about that. But today, And I'll give full credit on how this happened. I'm on Facebook. I see Loudwire posts a fake graphic of an Elon Musk tweet. That's coming from Elon Musk that says, now I'm going to buy the Metallica back catalog and I'm going to put Jason Newstead's bass back into the recordings. I was just like, that's fucking funny. That's (laughs) funny. And it hit me and I'm like, ooh, ooh. We could stir the pot with this one. So then I created a fake Elon Musk tweet. I literally copied the Loudwire graphic, it out, covered up what they wrote and got rid of their logo in the lower corner. (laughs) And and I gotta, gotta open this up so I got all this to read right in front of you. I then wrote, this is coming from Elon Musk. This is what it looks like. Now I'm going to buy Ace Fraley's makeup and give it back to him. All right. I sent it to these guys. I don't know. Middle of the afternoon. hour or so before we were recording. It was already blowing up in the. In the Kiss Three Sides world, people were laughing and sharing it and everything else. We go in and honestly, God, before we hit the record button, I think I was joking with these guys. I'm like, can't wait to see who's the first fan who's going to believe this is a real tweet. <laughs> that Elon Musk going to buy Ace Fraley's makeup. So we're in the middle of recording with our guest and I get a, t- get a text message <laughs> from Jay Gilbert. Jay's like, you got to check this out. (laughs) He sends me a screen capture of Gene Simmons tweeting. And I'm like, okay, I don't, first of all, this is how you know if it's real or fake people, because you can fake a tweet graphic so easily. I went to Gene Simmons Twitter account as we were interviewing and I looked and it was right there on Gene's Twitter account. So this isn't fake. Gene picked up my fake graphic tweeted it out to elon musk so he sent this message to elon musk saying as usual you have massive ideas impressive first we are huge admirers of your mind and accomplishments more power to you second open to all conversations sending good wishes And he might just be having fun with it. No, he might, he might be having fun knowing that's a fake as well. Yeah. Either way, this is one of these things where I'm just like, and, and believe me, I do this all the time. It's like, you know, you, you create something that you think is funny and it just never goes, never goes, never goes. 10 years later, nothing ever goes. Create this one and you send it out. And at the best I'm thinking, I'm going to get a bunch of Kool-Aid drinkers biting on this one. Mm-hmm. Bunch of Kool-Aid drinkers. Now, we did have a couple fans going, he can't buy it. Ace Frehley owns it already.
3: <laughs> Which is what we but were that, hoping
0: that's, for. That's, that's kind of all I expected was to see that. I didn't expect within two hours to see Gene Simmons sending this out to Elon Musk.
2: That's fantastic. <laughs> Just,
0: I guess that's called making something that goes viral. Ace, what did we get, we get out of it? We- probably fired
3: from doing the
0: podcast. No, right?
3: I said we're getting docked. the pay will be docked.
0: Well, he's there been
3: docking know. us for years. Well, yeah. hold on. We're going to we're going to we're going to get something to to get us raises here. <laughs> Although it's totally truthful. Guys, that Bonus Aries video, was that or no, nope, uh, yeah. Yeah, Bonus uh, Aries. The, the pro oh
0: shot live stream beautiful. That, they sounded great. Yeah, they
3: sound and look yes. great. Yes.
0: Mark, your idea. Hey, Kiss, make that an off the soundboard release. Mm-hmm. That that
3: is a dynamite show, and it just goes to, to, to show, guys, incredible, Absolutely. The hottest band in the world remains. still the kicking kick ass. In yeah, yeah. And oh, do you see all the disappointed people there? Oh Maybe yeah, 40, I think I think some thousands. People. Well,
0: there I've saw numbers anywhere from forty thousand to sixty thousand. Now, somebody who was there said just the reserve seating on the side is 15,000 people. So it's easily forty-five to 50,000 people there. That's also apparently the stadium where Foo Fighters did their last show before their tragedy hit. So it's, this is a massive venue. But that crowd,
3: they're freaking nuts. That's fantastic. Oh, it was awesome. I love that.
0: I love that. I I love, it just dawned on me as I'm watching these. You know, a lot of crowds sing along with the band. This crowd in South America sings like the guitar solos.
2: It's the same thing when we were on the boat. The Argentinian fans were my favorite hanging with those guys. They were always smiling from ear to ear. They were totally into the music. They're jumping up and down, going crazy. It was a wonderful experience. I can only
3: imagine what it must have been like to be at that show. It looked fantastic. I I, I will tell you, uh, if you've ever seen those fans with Iron Maiden. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've seen some of those videos. You know, Maiden, very melodic. Uh, uh, They're jumping up and down like a sea. Oh, it's just, just uh, God bless those fans, man. Yeah. They, they are just the fucking best down there. So I yeah. salute you guys, man. The, that, that is just you awesome. you, and, you and again, uh, you make you know,
0: American audiences look, look crappy, look
3: lame. Yeah. crappy. We're lame yeah.
0: compared to you guys.
3: Anyways, yeah. let's get, let's get onto something that's not lame. Cause I want to get up and watch the second from last hockey games. Cause of
0: the, puck so, so today's, guest, today's guest, today's guest i think he gets a green jacket because this is either his fourth Mm -hmm. or fifth time back we're joined by tom shannon and he comes in to talk all about with full honesty and transparency his rockologist peter chris solo album reissues how he cut the deal how he tried to make peter part of the deal and what's happened since then and Listen, if you want to learn what goes on behind the scenes and how the business of the record labels work and how reissues work and what it's like to work with artists, this episode is eye opening and you're going to learn a lot about what goes on and how this all happens. So let it roll. Tom Shannon talking about Peter Chris solo albums. Hey, cameo, it's three sides of the coin and we're here and you can hire us to say something on video for you. But, but before everybody like rolls their eyes and goes, what the hell am I hiring three sides for? We are donating a hundred percent of the money we raise to charity. Okay. So think about that when you, want us to say something we can do a birthday shout out an anniversary shout out lisa can do like a paul stanley rap couldn't you lisa would you do that please
3: i can sing read my body i can do a paul stanley rap anything that you want to do i'll do mark well, not every
0: would, would would you get up and go open something
3: no but i'll <laughs> say something funny <laughs> i'll read a comment
0: <laughs> yeah, Tommy will. Re- you can send Tommy a comment and he'll read it. Now, seriously, you guys all know what Cameo is all about. We'll do a video shout out for any occasion saying anything you want. You know, I don't know if we've even got any limits. You could you could have us say something like three sides of the coin sucks and we'll do that. Mm-hmm. that I mean, does, we're does. we're really easy here. So head over to Cameo Look for three sides of the coin. The four of us will get together. And record a video message for you, donating all of our money to charity.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Three sides of the coin. We've got another boy. This is this isn't the second time. Third time, maybe, maybe fourth time.
4: Uh, that. fourth or fifth, probably.
0: Ooh, you might be getting a green jacket here.
2: You're kind of all right. You're like the Tom Hanks (laughs) of. uh three signs we, we yeah, we've got tom way.
0: tom shannon from the rockologists is back joining us this Woo-hoo. week Appreciate it. um yeah. you were on with us probably two years ago when you first were talking about your peter chris vinyl reissues yes sir. yes sir and now we're catching up with you because it's Thank you, it's done it's shipping. Yeah. It's out there. You got some interesting stories to share with us about this oh, yeah. whole project. Don't you?
4: Uh, indeed I do, man. And, and, uh, you know, it, it, it turns out it, it's not a unique story, a whole lot of it, uh, which is pretty bizarre. Um, so first thing I want to say before I even get started on this, man, I, I I'm not here for, to, to say I'm a victim of anybody or anything, uh not here not here uh in an angry mood uh just really kind of perplexed more than anything and uh once once i got to the perplexed point and started having people contact me that were had had, had similar experiences uh you know uh yeah it's been interesting so uh the the pressing of the records themselves like I say it's been about two years ago Um uh, you know, I had to pull out the, the dates here. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty much pre-COVID, you know, right? Uh, really the industry hadn't, or to my knowledge, hadn't been rocked yet. And I'm sure we went over that story the last time, as far as, you know, finding out that the, uh, the normal eight week pressing period, eight to 12 weeks, it turned into you know six to 12 months depending on what you were trying to do so you know the project kept getting stretched out which wasn't uh wasn't the best thing in the world um you know uh, it wasn't the best thing in the world from the standpoint of me attempting to do uh standard having st- standard editions or i'm sorry deluxe editions done of these like i've done in the past you know in this case you know it would be ideally you know, could work out a situation with uh, Peter uh, to, uh, you know, compensate him for, for signing copies of the records for people, you know. Uh, generally, people like that, uh, you know, use the exact same model that I've used multiple times and repeatedly with, with you know, some of my customers. Um, but anyway, um, I, I got the idea that I wanted to uh, try to reach out to Peter and see if see if it would be possible to uh, to to get them involved in the project. You know, uh, I'd even uh, talked to uh, Third Man who did the pressings, and uh, it, now this wouldn't have happened because COVID was really raging at the time that that, that they were pressed. But uh, we we were going to do uh, or I wanted to do a pressing party with Peter there. You know, oh, well that would have been cool.
0: Things. Seen the vinyl been actually pressed. Cool.
4: Yeah, it would have been extremely cool. Now, and, and,
0: uh, and Tom, real quick, before you get too far down the road here, because we've, uh-huh. we've chatted about this on and off over the last few episodes, and a lot of fans ask questions because they don't understand the business right. of, of the music industry. Right. So y- hopefully you can confirm or clarify. So when you, you cut this deal to release these two Peter Chris solo albums, yes. post-Kiss, directly with universal who owns the rights to these albums and and in doing so you didn't have to involve peter you and or universal didn't have to even notify peter chris that this was being done is that correct Uh,
4: that that that, that's correct although i started trying to contact him the day that they released them to me but the but, uh, the, yes, but, the, yes, point, correct, but the point the, Peter, the point Peter, is Peter the, Chris Peter Chris could have gotten the same deal I did. Yeah, he so could have the, gone the, in and bought them and licensed. The license point them.
0: is Universal owns the rights to those two albums, the music, yeah. the covers, and it's at their discretion to sign any sort of CD pressings, vinyl pressings, licensing, whatever yep. they want to do, and it's not contractually required that the artist, in this case, Peter, have the right to review and say yes or no to the deal. It's all up to yeah. Universal. It was between you well, and yeah. Universal.
4: I mean, the wow. artist could potentially be be dead 30 years, you know? Uh, sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Universal owns so many different record labels now, and then they own so many titles. It's It's amazing. It's amazing the depth and breadth of it.
0: So just so so we just wanted to clear that up for everybody to understand. Mm-hmm. It's not that you went around Peter's back. It's not and and as you were leading into you actually reached out to him right away, but you were doing this 100% legal the way anybody would approach a record label to license anything that a record label owns in their back catalog.
4: Correct. Correct. And, and, and when I did that, I, I, I want to say too, you know, my expectations of, of Peter being involved in it were, were, you know, practically none. Um, and I don't mean that re- disrespectfully, the man's retired, you know, um, supposed to be retired. And, um, uh, um, you know, he, 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 he just, it goes back also back to 2016, when when I initially reached out to uh, Peter, uh, uh, it was in February, I believe. Yeah, no, December of '16. Uh, I actually reached out to Peter a few few weeks before the initial release that I had with Bruce BK3. hadn't had anything off yet. Uh, at the time, I had a partner. Uh, we we ended up side and go different ways. On him. y'all would know him immediately if I told you who he was. He's a well known drummer in a well known rock band and uh yeah I, I shamelessly dropped his name in the email and we never got a response man you know and so I let it go because i had obviously other other things i was doing at that point point. and you know at that point uh, i had offered uh i'd requested a private private signing of 125 copies of the 2014 re-release of his lpa if i recall right a big batch of them had just been pressed at that point. not and, 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 hands on.
0: And maybe you can you can help this as well, because people are seeing, you know, Vinny's doing this, Ace has done it, Paul has done it. When these artists get these albums and they're signing 300, 500 albums with their autographs on it, correct me if I'm wrong, they're getting paid in most cases, I can't say 100%, across the board because we don't know all the deals but in most cases it's a negotiated rate of we'll pay you x amount per autograph that you put on that album and you pay them a flat fee for all their autographs and then you take that and you sell it it's your responsibility you're stuck with it it's not like you formed a business partnership with an artist who went in to finance this and it's 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 usually a flat and I'm just making this up. Hundred
4: bucks per autograph
0: is what we. I'll be would glad you. to share
4: the price. I'll be glad to share the numbers with you. So, so yeah. I'm, so, I'm exactly. not. I'm not. I don't have any secrets on any of this stuff. I know what everybody gets. I know what everybody gets. You know, and um, um, and I'm saying that kind of in a in a cocky way because I still can't for like. Long- so I got some pretty, pretty tight notes today. Okay, guys. I mean, I can't well, can continue
0: I can't. on. So well, I just well, want to get I'm those All these blue marks
4: or quotations directly out of my emails. Okay. Well,
2: I'd, I'd like to add one more thing because I know we'll probably talk about it, but I think it's worth yeah. saying I've seen some reports that make it sound like these um, records are counterfeits. And I want to make sure that everybody is aware that that's truly not the case that Ch- Tom went through, proper channels and that's going through universal as mike yeah. had mentioned earlier and has received the rights and has paid for the rights to do this project so if anyone that's out there saying that these are not legitimate releases
4: that's simply false tommy that is exactly the only reason i'm here right now okay. and while this can of worms has gotten opened up okay because you know, as much as they're probably going to deny it, uh, that's a that's a passive aggressive couple right there, Peter and Gigi, and and I don't know how much of it's Peter. I don't know, but it, you know he he's tied right into her, so he gets he gets that as well. They would tell you right now that that announcement that they put that they put out on their website that they were not going to be signing these, these, uh, rockologist, um, uh, reissues, um, you know, uh, at, a, at an upcoming convention, uh, uh, man, they, they cratered my business. Okay. I mean, you can see the sales drop, you know, and, uh, they're, they're, they're going to tell you, no, we're just trying to do the right thing. Let everybody know, you know, that they shouldn't do that. So everything's cool then, I guess. Uh, You know, and again, I guess I'm going to set up the background for really what 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 the big impetus is and what's going on right now. Okay, Um, so, uh, of course, you know, uh, you know, I I can't I'm not allowed contractually to sell these records um, uh, in wholesale. Okay, I can't I can't cut the price and ship them out, you know, 10 copies to record stores. Um, this is the up,
0: contract with universal
4: yeah with universal yeah yeah and so uh i'm not afraid of that particular clause in the contract because i know everybody Everybody's that's going by these records i know them. i know where to get to them you know well that's all fine and good until you get you know your avenues of revenue removed from you like i had uh i signed up and uh, was one of the first vendors that signed up for this convention that's coming up, uh, had six tables, six tables for three days. Uh, you know, it's a uh, related around an era where my friend Loretta had two of my tables. I was going to be getting 20, uh, a percentage of, of her sales for, for running that for her. You know, I'm sitting here on big piles of Eric Carr records Getting ready to go to a convention that celebrates his era of the band. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to fill these tables. I've gone out and bought display case to 600 bucks worth just to, so I can take real good smalls. I'm going to tell you what, what, the, what the booth was going to look like, and it'll look like exactly what the next convention that I'm allowed to be at. Uh, it's going to look like a booth out of a New York uh, convention back in the 80s. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinning my stuff down. I was bringing good stuff down there. I was going to make, it, you know, look, I'd say it, I was going to make a lot of money. So at the point that I reserved those tables, there's only two artists going to be there, Bruce Kulick and another guy. And uh, 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 so, you know, that's, that's great, too. I'm, I'm, I do stuff with Bruce. Uh, you know, we actually have some stuff we're getting ready to do together. And uh, you know, going to have a good time and 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 finally be able to see people and all that. Then they made the announcement that Ace was coming, and I thought, well, that's good too because I got a ton of Ace autographs here. You know, this is going to be fantastic. And uh, a few days later, they announced that Peter Chris is coming, and uh, you know. I, I told my wife and she goes, well, that's going to be great. We're going to sell a lot of records. I said, you watch, you watch. He'll start throwing those records when they take them up to him to sign them. He'll, he's going to refuse to sign them because we didn't, we didn't have an agreement, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, uh, that's, that's, that's his documented behavior. I don't know if he still throws stuff. I know he threw a couple of records for a friend of mine back in the nineties. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, he, uh, he takes umbrage at some stuff that you bring up to him and uh you know everybody's seen the list before you know you got nothing to lose on there you got anything that's related to the band that he feels like he he didn't get compensated lydia's for book. correctly lydia's yeah, book Lydia's book, book. All, all that kind of stuff you know and uh and so so now so now he he is stating publicly He is not going to sign his own art. Now, you know, I know what, well, actually, I don't know what's going on, but I I know that I know what the situation is with the legality of the records. I mean, there's no question about it. And, uh, you know, but I'm not everybody that's out there reading that. That's a, that's a big Peter Chris fan. And they think exactly what Tommy said. People have been asking. It calls into 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 uh, uh, question the legitimacy, in which case people don't buy them. You know that's what happens. So uh, um, you know, so so we're sitting there, you know, a couple of days with that, with uh, you know, knowing that he's going to be there, and uh, um, I think that's about the time I went into the hospital. I can't I can't remember, man. Time, things are getting kind of kind of mushed up in my head with it um but you know how did we get here man how did we get here to the point that peter chris is refusing to sign legitimate copies of his own lps for good compensation you know and forget the compensation i mean forget that what how are you going to not sign your own art you know and 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 like I say, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. I'm not a victim here. I did not have any anticipation of Peter Chris doing uh, a signing. Okay. I just didn't uh, you know, in my job I have to I have to figure out all kinds of contingency. It's by code, man. I have to go into everything. You know, what uh, what what what's the results if we have a flood? in my buildings, you know, from a river, then, but then what's the odds, what's the odds A percentage, it's going to happen, you know, uh, I'm working on a radiological, uh, you know, explosion or whatever right now, uh, you know, what's the results, we're gone, we're closed, <laughs> okay, uh, but what's the likelihood of that, uh, you know, that's under 1% in my book, so, you know, I, I'm not really reading my plan there, so so where would i be in my analysis of my risk to a project that the freaking artist would tank the projects and crap all over them i mean that's not on my spectrum i'm not thinking anything about that and that's exactly what's happened you know
0: now typically tom is and and i'm not it's using Peter specifically here because this could be any artist. Yeah. A lot of times they might do stuff like that because as you've talked about, it's a project that they weren't involved in, whether they had creative control or more likely financial compensation for doing it so meaning yeah yeah. okay i mean the
4: royalties
0: royalties, yeah so so in this case i guess we'll use peter as an example and we don't know his contract with universal with with relation to these albums but there's a good chance he's not being paid by universal for any money that universal is making licensing his albums to you Uh,
4: I would say there's very high probability that he is not receiving any money. And, and that's and that, the case that, for that, most of us. Well, but his is a little different because you got everybody here read his books, didn't you? everybody read his book. All right. The man does not understand contracts and stuff. he he never understood. And I get it. He was drug addled at the time. He's all clean now. Great for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, when he, when he was doing his seller, okay. So when, when did he officially leave kiss? 1987 isn't that when it was oh you're talking and away from uh, contractually, 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 contractually when, away yeah from when the
0: he no longer had any involvement with the band
4: that's yeah, right that's, yeah. right. that's yeah. right and and up to 1987 which covers these two lps he was getting 25 percent of kiss's revenue on everything well how much of that revenue do you think they were getting off these records of his? He's getting his 25% and they're getting their 75%. So, I mean, I'm just telling you, if it, if it was broken up the way that the Kiss company was broken up, I mean, why would they be paying him royalties and not taking them from him what little there were, you know? Um, but so I think that's a concept right there. I don't think they get it, okay? And I never I never talked to him about it. But on top of that, hell, I mean, uh, does, does he still have the 25%? Most likely sold it off decades ago. You know, I don't know that. But, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, you know, I did know the percent in there, what they were paying in the royalties out of the universal contract. Don't remember off the top of my head now. But let's talk about mechanical royalties. So mechanical royalties, and this is what she was super focused on. Uh, Mechanical royalties are nine cents a song times the number of, of tracks on the record. So there, there's ten tracks on both those. That's ninety one cents a piece. So that's twenty four hundred dollars in royalties. If he still owns that, I don't know if he does or he doesn't. None of my business. You know, I go on Harry Fox and fill the stuff out. You know, they don't tell me where it's going. Uh, but uh, you know the the again the odds that they own any of it. But so that that totals that totals about twenty four hundred dollars each record in royalties okay and she keeps talking about this and i'll go over this as i'm sitting here talking about thirty thousand dollars on the back end for him
0: so 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 one one second so we've we've pretty much established he wasn't going to make any money from universal i I don't know i don't know we don't don't know know. but there's assume
4: assume he was was. well
0: i mean as we talked about a couple weeks ago you know those contracts with Artists are very messy. They're built around recoupments. You know, Mm -hmm. if Universal says, hey, Peter, we never recouped all the money we invested in these albums. We still keep 100% until we recoup. I mean, that's that's not unheard of. But to your point, we don't know. But you tried to cut a deal directly with Peter, my understanding,
4: to pay him
0: X amount of money to sign X amount of albums?
1: Yeah,
4: so so here, here here's a quote out of my first email, well, the second email in, in January of 21, six years after the first one. So I wanna, ways I can drive income to you beyond the royalties you receive alone, okay? That's the way I, I wrote it. That's mm-hmm. the way I, I positioned it. I made no offers at that point, but I wanted to make it clear I got money for you back here. You know, I got some money back here if you're interested. And at that point, like I say, I didn't know if he was or not. Hell, I, you know what, well, let's just hit the timeline now because because that's where we're at. Uh in that email also references for Bruce Kulik, Loretta, and Ken Gulick of E1. Uh, let's see, on February 14th, uh, I had spoken to Gigi via a phone number that was always hidden. Never once in a multiple calls, probably five or six, did she call me without obscuring the number. Man, who does that in a business setting? Okay, we're supposed to be developing trust here. You know, should it? It was a tip off. It was a massive tip off that she kept doing that. Uh, I never was allowed to speak to Peter. I've never spoken to Peter. I, I and I honestly, I yeah, I, I don't think he's answering all those emails either. Uh, Okay. Anyway, on this one, I said, uh, and again, a quote, of course, I'm hoping to persuade you to participate in some additional revenue streams for you beyond just royalty payments, which are detailed in each of the sample contracts attached for each project. All right. So there again, I'm I'm mentioning again, I have money for you on the back end if you want to discuss it, you know. Uh, Four days later, I emailed Gigi to let her know that a call from her went straight to my voicemail with times I could be available since I could not call her back. Uh, That same day, I also emailed her counterfeit picture disc sales from eBay along with information on how to protect themselves, which she and I had discussed on the phone. Uh, Later that day, Peter responds with a thank you and requests for a promo video a friend had built for the project. Next day, I emailed that to him. Uh, February 28th, emailed Peter again, this time with another de- detailed description of who I am and who the rockologists are. Gigi asked me to you know, do the whole deal. So he got the full thing. I assume he read that. Uh, again, a quote out of this The artist has no risk or loss on lost money on final sales. I want to emphasize that to him. No way he's losing any money. Of course, that proved to be pretty true because they haven't lost a dime. Uh, and if well, anyway, I'm not going to go down that road. Oh, okay. Here's what I did: the, the the initial three offers. I'll be more than happy to share these with y'all. Uh, I may have to be a little delicate about the final offer because there uh, are other people involved. In yeah, I
0: mean, we don't want we don't want you to reveal anything that you're not comfortable with. I
4: am totally comfortable letting people know this, man. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's just business. That's all it is. I mean, dude, I'm dealing millions of dollars. You got to look at it like monopoly money almost in my, in my professional life. All Mm -hmm. right, man. So offer number one uh, was 500 items to sign, including new LPs, materials for promotion, and some personal items of mine. I stated the artists may refuse to sign any personal item they do not want to sign. And I, I already knew about the list. I didn't want to see the list then. I sure as hell didn't want to get on it. Uh, I proposed paying $30 per signature for a total of $15,000. This was early COVID and normal market rates for, uh, well, that's what I paid Ace before. I mean, the markets have gone up markedly since then. Um, I stated I was willing to go that price for as many as a 1,000 items for a $30,000 payout to Peter. All right? So there's $30,000. Offer number two. Somebody will end up stealing this from me with one of these guys. The Peter Chris Collection. A series limited to 250 copies of each LP released by Kiss during Peter's time in the band. I would provide all new all LPs as new open jackets. I would provide a custom obi for the series and collector cards would price at one hundred ninety nine dollars. Gigi was extremely focused on his signature being worth two hundred dollars at the time, and uh, man, it was not. You know, it, it is now. It is now. Um, at time, is a solid hundred dollar value for a signed Peter Chris LP. I offered to pay Peter hundred dollars per autograph for twenty five thousand dollars that's per title per title okay that's that's for kiss that's for hotter now dress to kill everything everything i mean he could have been just well he could have made all his income off that um offer number three I would reserve 250 copies of a color for Peter to sell only. This was before I actually pressed the records. Uh, I would give give those 250 LPs to Peter. He could then choose to sell these signed or unsigned for $200. Any price is chewing. That was choosing. That was kind of a reflection back on her feeling that it was worth $200. So so if they think so, you know, there you go, man. I'm gonna give these records and then now you sell them. I would share $0 of profit and he would make $50,000, but he'd have to market and ship and sell them and all that stuff, you know? Uh, so that was on February 28th, March 4th. I emailed the check in on the offers. No, no, no response in six days. Uh, two days later, Peter responded back, said he'd look at them. Uh, on the 10th, I let them know that COVID, this I, this is when the pressing plant stuff hit. I let them know that COVID had destroyed the pressing sch- uh, schedules in the country and that I'd requested the Universal to move the ship date to September, October. Uh, on the 18th, eight days later, I informed them the press date was now November 4th. Quote, uh, Can we continue the dialogue when we can so we can lock down some plans for deluxe versions of the LPs if you wish to pursue that path? Uh, Nearly five months later, (laughs) because nobody's responding, uh, I asked to renew the discussions as the market for KISS autographs had moved massively in the past six months. Quote, I feel I will be able to better compensate you than I originally thought was possible. All right uh let's see so on the 16th uh so again there's no response over five months and four emails from me including the offers made nearly six months previously never responded it was now past the available time to cement a deal to do anything with packaging of the lp such as inserts or signing before it was sealed and i'll quote again i've been unable to develop a trust with you and me and i regret that I'd hope to honor the legacy of Peter Chris outside of Kiss to prepare a package deserving of the music for his closest fans. I feel these standard releases will still display that respect for Peter's career. With that, I withdraw my previous written offers and wish you both well in life. Uh, Guys, you know, you can't leave an offer sitting on the table forever. Yeah, definitely.
1: I I do the same thing
4: with bids. It works. thanks man thanks yeah, I'm, I'm 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 operating the same way in here i do at work as well man. We, um, have resend, yep. we have to rescind
2: we have to rescind offers on houses all the time because yeah. we're not getting we won't get an answer so we're like we got to rescind and move on
4: yeah that's just so business. i don't hear anything that's standard um, business yeah yeah so fast forward another six months later to february 4th of 22 uh and i'll quote this email i sent them i would like to send you copies of both the LPs if I can have some shipping information. I will get those in the mail to you. Never responded. What? What is that about? And, and so is he going to go around bitching now because I didn't get the records to him or something? I never got the records, you know? I mean, I don't understand what's going on in these people's heads. You know, that's just... I mean, I, I don't know how I could have been more polite about it. Please let me send you stuff out of my pocket. Uh, <laughs> so I now had the LPs in hand and had an, I had had 125 jackets, extra jackets made to cover damaged shipments. Uh, so uh, I thought I'd make one last offer to Peter to sign the empty jackets and include them in a sealed copy for fans. You know, I mean, signing values soared at this point. You
0: know, real quick question, Tom: Have the yeah. signing values soared because of everything that we've seen Ace doing and Paul is doing? That the fans are really it excited should be the about exact, this stuff.
4: It should be the exact opposite because of what they've been doing. They're they're flooding the market. I mean, the market's flooded. So so then where,
0: why why where, why is the value going up? Bubble, what's what's driving know where the value all
4: this up? Bubble money is man. And, and you know that term I use—that bubble money. Is there is there any is there any reason you can man? There is a uh, rock and roll over black light poster that was made in 2014 that is selling for over 300 dollars. There's no logic in that, man. There's no logic. They 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 didn't suddenly all disappear, and there's nothing unique about them that anybody's saying. Well, What's, that's he, well, a bubble. Uh, with, with that though, it's because I'm a geeky poster collector oh no oh no
3: i'm insane poster collector i pick, you know I, that was something i picked i think i paid ten dollars for that back in and yeah. i picked it up begrudgingly because i thought it was kind of weird looking but i'm like yeah. eh, it is i just that's my favorite studio record so i bought it i seem to think that sometimes and, and i'll tell you right now that may happen with something like the off the soundboard one the, the current one the one from 2004 or whatever the they just, released. Beach. just because so many people poo-pooed it and then didn't pick it up right right, right. and i it, just say they just stopped making them and then three years from now and i'm just using this in the, as an example because it's very much like that poster as somebody who's very into the poster thing that thing didn't sell well at first at all because it was gaudy looking and i think that's what happened. Is then somebody went, you know, I kind of want to get that, and then they're going, "Fuck, there's none around." And well, and that's what, what, what they do, burn them all. <laughs> I mean, they they well, they're here. Put it they're this way, maybe, maybe they made an initial, you know, purchase of them of whatever a thousand, yeah. and I'm probably not even that. Um, and then they sat, and then they sat, and then through something like eBay or even you know now with all the Kiss collectors' boards and stuff. Someone's like, fuck, I want one of those. That's kind of bright and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, where do I get one? Shit, I can't find one. I've, I've, look, again, I've bought stuff. I'm terrible to ask about that stuff. I'll tell you why. So much of the stuff I've had for years, and I get people asking, well, how much is it worth? I'm like, I don't know. I don't ever look at the book because I don't need one. So I don't know. I was just as surprised. To see that recently, I thought it was a typo. But nobody, nobody. And then Shane started posting all the numbers and and all the auctions because I don't, I don't go through the auctions, the the normal kind of stuff without sounding like a dick or anything. I had somebody call me today about buying some some things, and and I'm just very fortunate to be in that position. And I've said this before. You know, because people, go, how do you get a collection this big? How? And I'm just branching off a little bit because it's true. Well, when you start sp- spending thousands of dollars and stuff, people who sell stuff start to notice you, okay. because because they don't want bullshitters, they don't want time wasters. And that I tell you what, those are two words that I've used a million times with people. I'm not going to waste your time. I'll tell you right now if I'm going to buy it yeah. or not sell me this little those stamps. Yes, yes. No, but that's that's so true. I mean, Tommy's seen me in action. I mean, I will throw money out and go. This is what I want. You know, if I want it, I'll. I'll I've got yeah. the money. And <laughs> Tommy and, also and came that, to the rescue last time too. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so that sort of thing is your. And, and this is the whole thing. Even with 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 you, Tom Shannon. You've got it. Your reputation's fucking impeccable in the community. It was. <laughs> that's what makes us even that's what makes us even more insane for Peter Curtis or anybody wanting to do business. Rockologist is the fucking gold standard. You're the gold standard in books. Everything you've done in your past, you go, there it is. Much like you're sharing all this information, too. And let me tell you guys, just as somebody who's been in the KISS games Pretty much day one, you know. Again, I always like to say, I didn't know I was collecting. But one thing that <laughs> the, there's very far and few good guys, the good guys are all still in it, I'd say, for the most part, you know. And I could name names, but I'm not. But these are people you'd know. You know, the people who built a good reputation are still there. I'll, I'll give you a great Peter Arquette. Everybody yeah. trusts Peter yeah. Arquette. You know why? Because yeah. he's a good fucking guy. That's why we have him on our show. He was doing this long time ago, doing it better than anybody, and he still is. He's a good guy, and the good guys all know the other good guys. And, and you know, <laughs> that's the way this community runs, meaning yeah. just the KISS, you know, trade community. And, and again, too, I'll, I'll list a couple more. You know, Kenny Begley's a good guy, and, and Pat, and Keith, and those are all the good guys. That's the reason they do so well. That's what makes what's going on with you, Tom, so crazy. You're one of the good guys, and to have Peter treat you like... and, and let's you know, let's cut, cut the shit. Hey, it Peter, it's Gigi. That's yeah, true this.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's ninety percent. Yeah, he yeah. probably
3: he doesn't well, even know what's. He, I guarantee he knew. He knows nothing about this.
1: I don't, I don't know. I, I,
3: I, I don't remember, know. I tell you what. I'm going to tell you a story right now. I remember back. God, it was one of the last kiss conventions maybe it was the one that got busted i remember somebody coming around to the tables saying you can't sell certain you know or peter won't say you have to buy his photo you know shit like that it was like you know and that was like that was right at the start when all this stuff was starting to sour at least for me You know, because I've been going to the convention since the convention started in the late 80s, you know, I've been going that long and, you know, what goes on now is just wrong. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I'll save that for another, another day. (laughs) But, But, but. you know what the the good guys have were normally all treated well and and now to see what's going on with you just breaks my heart just as a kiss fan because look you know how many people want what you have they want those records that that's one of the reasons they go to events is to be able to get the records right from the fucking distributor and they don't have to worry about them getting sent bent or broken exactly exactly I, I, i will tell you I know, cause I'm that guy. I mean, that's why I went to them to make sure I got it right from the horse's mouth. And and there's, you know, I, I, I don't know. This whole thing's just perplexing me from from top to bottom. So well,
4: I ever, uh, I, I I've you know shown anybody any of this stuff uh, that hasn't just been scratching their head. like I say, and you know, I mean, like up to that that point up to that point that you know I, i've made that last offer or whatever okay so so they don't want to do it
1: all right
4: it ain't the end of the world but why you got to come and attack me passively aggressively and do it mm-hmm. over again uh I, i'm gonna share a little bit with you guys so uh you know here, here here's part of my issue with them too and I, I, i've sat here and debated with my wife how i was going to say this and, and so um, um i think everybody kind of get the point but you know uh, this is a couple of people that come off as being and now I'm, I'm gonna say first of all you know uh, I'm, I'm born Catholic left church when I was young I still consider myself a Christian I don't go to the church but I, I consider myself a Christian uh, and you know I try to I try to I try to show those values especially in business but uh, so here's a couple of people that uh, Peter and Gigi that uh, like to you know talk about, you know, what great people they are. And you got Peter Chris, you know, who's a who's a cancer survivor, God bless him. You know? I, I mean I think I think today he's probably he may be better known as a cancer survivor than as former drummer of KISS outside of KISS fans, you know? I mean I'm sure people have heard that. And you know, generally in my experience in dealing with people, so like I, I had one bizarre experience that i've ever had in my life and i never could i never could come to grips with this man um i was working as a plumber in a hospital at the time and uh, i had to go up to a hospice room to work and uh, i went in and uh, this was uh, the meanest son of a bitch i've ever met my wife in that room i mean he is sitting here cussing his wife and screaming at me and all this and you know this guy's got days to live it's a hospice room you know and i'm sitting there thinking man is that is that the way to go out you know i'm just it it was bizarre because usually when somebody is you know close you know to an experience with death or a scare or whatever you know generally it it, kind of puts you on the straight and narrow a little bit you kind of you kind of see other people and stuff so um Having said that, Peter and Gigi, they don't know me. They don't know what I'm going through in life, do they? They ain't got a clue. Why would they? They wouldn't. You know, just, just, like, just like I don't know what the salesman's going through that's calling on me at work. You know, I could go get the hell out of here or I could give the guy three minutes of my time and be cordial and let him go because I don't know what's going on in that guy's life. I try to just do that in general. Did you guys see my post about, uh, on Facebook? Why Peter? Yes. See it? Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I'm going to tell you the genesis of that. So, uh, I posted that because I don't think that Peter had seen anything up to that point. And I'm hoping that he's going to see this and he's going to go, what's going on here? You know? Uh, so I basically, I've got all stuff covered already that, that was in that for the most part, so I'm going to tell you when I, when I, when I wrote that. I, I wrote that at 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock in the morning because I had not been able to sleep all night the night before uh, because I'd been sent <clears throat> five minutes after I arrived back at my apartment after spending a week in a hospital. I started getting screen caps from PeterChris.net. Stating that they're not going to sign my reissues, and uh, man, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you know, again, I'm I'm no victim. I, I'm not looking for sympathy. Uh, you know, uh, I was in a hospital uh, with, with pancreatitis, and I'm still today two weeks away from finding out if I've got cancer or not. Oh. And uh, that was the last fucking thing I needed was what they posted, and so that's what that what that response was was pulled caused from. And I'm gonna tell you, I'll never pull that. I'll never pull that post unless there's some reason that I decide I need to pull that post. But I'm gonna tell you that post is why I was I had my my contract unlawfully canceled for this convention that's coming up. There's no cancellation clause in that contract. I didn't cancel it. I just received my money and a letter saying that we feel like with your social media posts, it'd be best if you didn't attend. Guys, I'm 62 years old. I've never been uh, banned from a damn thing in my life. I am the epitome of a law abiding citizen. I follow rules, but you're gonna cancel my reservation and my opportunity at some revenue because of I'm using my freedom of speech. I know I know Facebook is not freedom of speech, but I decided to use my freedom of speech on that platform. I don't give a damn face. I'm, my message is not with Facebook. You know, um, so, uh, uh, you know, later that that day, I got uh, I got quite a few calls. Didn't take most of them because I couldn't, man. Uh, and, uh, but I had a friend call who, uh, and I, he, he remained nameless, but he's on the band list too. He, he's been in and off on the band list forever. And, and the conversation with him is also a lot of the reason why I'm sitting here today. Uh, because uh, and it was bizarre when he said it, it sounds strange, but I knew instantly what he meant. He said, Tom, I am so sorry that you're going through this, but I got to say, I'm glad to see I'm not the only one. Exact same M.O., exact same M.O. This this particular individual, his 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 issues come with them, come from a different way. Uh, You know, they um, um, I don't want to get into saying, you know, uh, what the project was or anything like that but uh i can tell you so like with uh with me i got my my i got chastised i'm gonna say it that way multiple times for not getting their permission first to to get that license and and got chastised for the cd's that got released in japan that now, you had let, nothing let me, to do with now let me had tell nothing, you something yeah, I, now let me tell you something about that Somebody got kind of screwed in that situation, but it wasn't her, it wasn't him. Okay, who the hell you think paid for that? For those those tapes to be redone, the source of those, I paid for that, and that's okay. That's part of the deal with Universal. Whenever I'm going to come up and 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 you know uh, restore some artifact, they're they're going to have access to the stuff and they're going to also use it. So. That's what they do with me. Like, like, I got any control on that. Well, this particular person, they were jumping him, jumping him uh, over where this project, what countries this project was going to be released in. Uh, they're not talking to the head of Warner Communications or something. They're talking to somebody that's working on a project that has no control of that. But that's the stuff they look at. I'm gonna tell you another thing that they, they, there's a pattern and and I think it's part of why they they've well it, it couldn't it couldn't be an explanation for why they've come back like they have. But I'll tell you, uh, and I know these guys and they can be embarrassed all they want to. Uh, they surround themselves with fanboys, okay? Fanboys. they they are they, these are people that I know well, that uh, over the years, uh, you know, like if I needed to get my, my, my uh, uh, a live CD guitar case signed, you know, this guy said, oh, yeah, I'm working this convention with him. I'll get it. I ain't sending send him the money and stuff. Wouldn't sign it for him. They wouldn't sign, let him get it signed, man. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's what they're looking for. People that they can uh, intimidate. You know, they're, they she's, big, I say they, but she's the only one I've talked to. She is big on this respect for the original. Okay. And, and you know what? You don't have to emphasize that to me. I know the history of the band, I know who, who did what. I mean, you know, sit there and, and talk to me about, you know, it's just insanity. It's insanity. You know, that's not how you talk to people doing business, you know. I can't talk down or up to other people on the other side of the table. Yeah. You know, and,
0: it, uh, it, it just seems to me, Tom, as, as you're explaining all of this, it's just as simple as that's not how you do business. If somebody sends you, and I get oh, this. Past, no, sure no, we no. All no, get no
4: this. It's past that. It's past that. Go well, on and finish. No, what no, I'll but, tell you but or,
0: early on in your conversations, if you send somebody an offer, a deal proposal and they don't like it, it's It's what you should do is just email back thank you so much for your offer but we are passing at this time
4: or or just pass one one
0: sentence one sentence i pass yeah or
4: just pass and don't even contact me
0: yeah no yeah thank thank you so much we pass please don't contact us with any future offers (laughs) that's how you do business i send out offers to artists all the time and they'll go, no, you know, we found something else. Fine. Thank you so much. Best of luck. To go months and months and months and months, emails after emails after emails of dead silence is it's not how you do business. It just is not professionalism in the business world.
4: Yeah. Which, you know, I, I'm gonna have to say, do I do I do I go into every situation like that, expect them to be you know uh a ceo or something no no there's different people are different ways you know it's just like just like gene and and peter in kiss i mean you can't have two polar opposites personality education the whole deal you know uh, so so i i don't I, I i i wouldn't ever be critical because they weren't business like it's that they attacked me after the fact okay it's that's all it comes down to, you know, it's not, I can't, I can't make them take a deal. You know, I am very happy letting everybody know that I did make my best attempt and that, you know, these, these are legit offers, man. Uh, you know, I mean, they're in the market very easily in the market, but, uh, uh, you know, for me, uh, so, 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 so let, so let me tell you, cause I, I did, I went ahead and I just, I just wrote down, uh, four, four things, four things, okay, that I wanted to try to get accomplished with this whole conversation, okay, and just in case I've gotten too far off, but I don't think we have. Uh, so here, 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 here's what I want to accomplish today. I want my customers and potential customers to know that these are fully licensed releases that have been released by a fan just like them, fully legitimate despite the Chris's attempts to portray them as not being authorized, uh well i mean what other reason would they give for not signing i I don't know what else i mean
0: let's let's go right back to the very beginning he has no authority to authorize or not authorize this release that's all up to universal yeah very clear and simple it's universal's decision they cut a deal with you if he didn't like that go talk to universal who cut the deal
4: yep yep um Number two, I want Peter and Gigi Chris to understand that I have not and will not put up with their passive aggressive attempts to discredit and defame me and the two LP projects. I legally obtain them and with them my rights to sell without their interference in commerce. I want them to cease mentioning or alluding to my company or the LP projects in any manner, in print, digital, verbal, or any other forms of communication. This includes never being involved in banning me or my company from any other opportunities to raise revenue. Something's bothering them, but it isn't me. Number three, I want people to understand that I did everything in a professional manner, and yet these two decided to sink to the level of a vindictive 10-year-old. They paid me back by trying to destroy my business by posting disclaimers about the two LPs, and having me banned from a convention where I was booked weeks before they signed on. That banning has resulted in depriving my company of thousands of dollars in revenue from vintage memorabilia and LPs that I was going to be selling to raise the needed revenue to get this LP project out of the red. Their actions led to a legally binding contract being thrown away and canceled unlawfully. And finally, I'm here today because I told Michael, that if they left me alone after the initial after the initial announcement that they would not sign the LPs, then I would let it slide because I don't need a fight. Then I was banned from the convention with the resultant loss of revenue. So here I am. It, it's, I uh, it's it's I, I could it's, get it's into I could get t- into the dollar amounts of the damages at this point, but I won't. Uh, uh, not that I'm going to hide them, or something, you know. And I and get, I don't I don't think you need
0: soon. to, because no. I think I think you've pretty much outlined how and what happened. And and again, I just keep going right back to the very beginning. You did this all above board, legally through contracts with the people who are responsible for this music that is universal music just you, like you. you you let's put it this way you couldn't you couldn't have gone directly to peter and said peter i want to do a pressing of your two vinyl lps do i have your permission and then gone and done it because guess what you would have gotten contacted by universal saying those are counterfeits you don't have the yeah. rights to yeah. release those yeah. well peter gave them to me well peter doesn't have the own the music he recorded the music, yes. He wrote the songs, yes. Universal owns the yep. recordings on those albums. It is theirs to do with what they want. It's no
3: different than what Michael Jackson owned, the Beatles. Yes, you know. Right, um, right. It's the same thing.
2: Yeah. So in theory, if you decided you wanted to re-release all systems go. You would go to Chrysalis or whoever owns Chrysalis's catalog at this point, go through the exact same steps, and the exact same thing would have happened. You would have licensed that record. You could put it out under the Rockologist label or sublabel, whatever you call that. I don't know that piece of it. And then they would send Vinny his royalty, depending on what his situation was.
4: But, again, has nothing to do with and, you. And, and,
0: again, let's be very I clear. I had
4: that record, by the way.
0: That, that ha- I that. had that
4: record for eight hours.
0: That royalty payment between the rights holder and the artist has nothing to do with the person who licensed the music. Uh, you're not responsible. <laughs> you, you had to pay the rights holder, yeah. but you're yeah. not responsible for paying the artist a royalty oh, no, based no, on no. what their contract not is. Not that not with that the royalty. label. Yeah. So not that you're only responsible for paying a royalty to the record label based on the contract you signed with the record label yep. and you even outlined one of the stipulations in that contract was you don't have the rights to wholesale this. That's right. That's a, that's a, a stipulation, the label put on you. Yep.
2: So also assuming that there's also a stipulation in that contract that you cannot alter
4: or change the artwork. Correct. They had the, uh, well, it all had to be cleaned up, but yeah, they had to give the, Understood.
2: Pretty- but well, you yeah. you're, you're reproducing these legitimately. Yeah to be as close to what that original release was so there is no creative director there in the respect that even if peter said look <clears throat> i'm okay with you re-releasing out of control but i hate the album cover unless universal said fine put a new cover on it you would not be able to do so
4: yeah specifically states you can't
2: Right. So that's the other, that's the piece to me that, you know, in reading all this crap online, I really want to drive home. Not only is it the point that these are legal and legitimate and you did it the right way, but that you're also handcuffed by the contract and what the universal lays out as, okay, we'll allow you to produce this for X number of months or years x number of copies you cannot wholesale you cannot change the artwork you cannot do this that and the other whatever it is but you can do a b and c nowhere in this has does peter have really anything to do with it because he's not under contract with them they own the rights to it and to mark's point it's just like michael jackson when he owned the beatles rights to their music and publishing he literally could have unleashed every song they've ever recorded and and sent it to you know um orange juice manufacturers or whomever he wanted and and paul mccartney
4: couldn't have done a thing about it yep it's a it's an unfortunate part of the business
0: well i I don't know if it's an unfortunate part it's just the
3: business
4: Business. yeah yeah it's
0: you know when you own something and i don't care whether it's music or a car or a phone or whatever somebody else doesn't come get the right to come in and tell you what to do with what right. you own. You own it. You know, we've all seen the headlines over the past year, all these mega artists selling their music just to companies <laughs> for hundreds of millions of dollars. They are selling the rights, the ownership to a new party, that new party based on the contract again, now is free and clear to do with whatever they want with that. They now own the songs. They can put it in a, 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 you know, a TV commercial. They can whatever. That's how the business works. The, the asset that is most important to an artist is their ownership of the recorded music.
4: Yeah, ask, ask Roger Daltrey about that.
0: Yep. So, so owning your music is owning your future,
1: and <laughs> and there's two
0: ownerships. There's ownership of what you recorded. Yep. And there's the ownership of the song you wrote, the song itself. Those are two two different things that can be owned. Yep. A lot of times, the record labels will never give up the ownership of the recorded material because. Back catalogs are the gold mine yeah. for the music industry. They sit as you as as I think you said, Tom, Universal's got countless labels, artists, they've got catalogs full of music just sitting there. And they're just waiting to monetize it when the opportunity comes along. Then there's the artist who wrote the hit song. They can sell the ownership of that song. Not the recording, the ownership of the song to somebody else to do whatever they want to do with it. They can give that song to somebody else and say, you know what, re record this entire album. We own them, we own the songs. We give you permission. We want you to re record an entire album that's classic. The artist can't say no, the label can't say no. So it's a very complicated business. But, yeah, at the end, what matters here is a lot of fans don't understand that. And they don't understand that Tom did this above board, legally, everything as it should have been. You had no obligation to ever contact Peter, although you did because you wanted to make him an opportunity so he could make some money off of this but there was never an obligation on you to do that it's a hundred percent legal these are not illegal albums these are not counterfeit albums these are not unauthorized albums No, because again the artist has no position to authorize or unauthorize them
2: just like if let's say a um an orange juice company comes to universal and they want to do a family themed or a husband and wife themed, you know, commercial, and they want to use tears on it. They would go directly to universal, acquire the rights to use it in their commercial. They would pay universal for those rights, but there's a very good chance Peter wouldn't see a penny of it.
0: And, and, and to your point, Tommy, that's why, we see a lot of classic artists. Kiss did this. Re-record. Rerecording. Yep. Old classic hit songs. Kiss did this. Alice Cooper did this. The list goes on and on. Because what they are doing is recording a new version without a record label owning it that now the artist owns. And the artist can go out and say, oh, you want to license rock and roll all night? You don't have to go to Universal. We, re- we recorded that and we own this new re-recording and we'll license it directly to you. That's 100%. Artists are not re-recording classics. I shouldn't say exclusively, but for the most part, to screw over old musicians, screw over All old right. songwriters, to milk their catalog to prove to their fans that the newer band is better than the older band. They are literally doing it to get the rights back for those new recordings into their ownership. And now they control them. So why do we see every time Kiss goes out on a tour, Universal somehow out of the blue comes out with a new greatest hits album (laughs) because they can do that and they can do it. And I'm saying they are, but they can do it completely without the artist's involvement and permission because they own the songs. Oh, we're going to take that song off that album, that song off that album, throw them on, go into our photo archives. There you go. Slap that photo on. We got a new CD ready for market. And the artist, the artist can sit back and say, we had no involvement on it, which is true. The artist may or may not get paid off of it all depends upon the contract they signed with their record label and whether they have been recouped or they're unrecouped. And that's, that's in the case of Peter, that's none of your business, Tom. You none. have no interest in knowing what was Peter's contract with Universal and is he recouped and when will he see money? It's none of your business. And frankly, if, I bet if you asked Universal, they would say, it's none of your business.
4: Yeah, I'm sure they would.
0: The lawyer would say, you don't need to know that we are talking to you about licensing this. That's it. Yeah. So that, that to me, that's, what's gotta be, that's the ultimate thing that's gotta be cleared up here. This isn't Tom just going off and, you know, finding the best version of a recording he can and printing it up on vinyl on his own and not getting Peter's. Uh, uh-uh. trust me, the label had to approve this because if the label didn't approve this, you'd have bigger issues knocking on your door than Peter and Gigi.
4: Absolutely. You
0: would have lawyers from Universal Music going uh, immediately cease and desist, immediately return all inventory, destroy all inventory, and you're going to pay us damages.
4: I mean, like say I'm a law abiding citizen myself. that's, That's how
0: it works. That's how it works, people. Well, let's go back to the notorious Creatures of the Night album with Vinnie Vincent on the cover. That is not real, people. I don't care if there's a picture of Vinnie autographing it. It is not a legitimate album. It's a counterfeit. Somebody produced that without the permission of the label. They don't need permission of Gene and Paul because that's owned by the label, okay?
4: Yeah. I, I know at one time uh twenty of the twenty-five top selling creatures of the night at all time on Popsick were counterfeits. And they were they were the ones that were sold when people were convinced they were getting one over on everybody because they found this long lost record. That's ultimately what drives that stuff, Mike's people's greed. hmm There you go.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's greed and it's, it's people not understanding the business. That's what it comes down to. It's a, the music industry is a very complicated and messy business. And a
2: lot of the fans very. don't care. They just want what they want.
0: Yep. You yep. know,
2: but again, for the third time, it's important that people understand that these are real and they're not fake. So if you have any questions, contact him. He'll answer questions for you. You know, just stop. If you guys just stop pushing the bullshit narrative on these different fan sites that this is not
4: legal.
0: Okay. I, I, I got to jump in and divert this real quick. Tom, I'm going to tell you this. So I created a oh. meme today Yeah, that was a fake Elon Musk tweet. Uh, It said, now I'm going to buy Ace Fraley's makeup and give it back to him.
4: Oh, that's that's popular now. (laughs) Um, And you did that? I
0: created it. Uh, Guess who retweeted it one hour ago responding to it? Who? Musk?
4: Gene Simmons. (laughs) Oh, did he? Okay, okay.
0: Gene replied, Elon Musk, as usual, you have massive ideas. Impressive. First, we are huge admirers of your mind and accomplishments. More power to you. Second, open to all conversations.
1: <laughs> Sending good wishes.
4: Man, that almost sounds like it. Oh, a, that's that awesome. Oh, all right, Uncle you. Gene. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did he think he actually got a hold of Musk with that? <laughs> oh, he well, he, he, you know,
0: so I, I just created a graphic. That's yeah. all I did, and I posted a graphic. Gene posted the graphic and and put Elon Musk's name in his reply. So, Elon did get this. (laughs)
1: He's gonna be like,
0: Who's (laughs) this freely?
3: Oh my god, that's hilarious! I mean, you told us about the meme, you didn't tell us about that. Uh, No, as as we were
0: talking here, somebody just sent this to me, going, Look, dude, that is.
2: That's like I said, funny. Michael is our wily coyote. He
0: is our super oh,
2: genius. Oh my god, he really is.
0: <laughs> and 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 I I honestly got this idea from, um, Loudwire magazine, who created a a fake Elon Musk tweet saying, "I'm buying the Metallica catalog and putting Jason Newsted's bass back into the recording." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! And I was like, oh. "Oh wow, I could actually." <laughs> I'm going to buy Ace Fraley's makeup back and give it to him. (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry, Gene. That was a fake tweet. (laughs) It wasn't even a tweet. It was just a graphic.
2: Oh, that's fantastic.
0: (laughs) But he put Ace Fraley in front of Elon Musk. Nice. I love it. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that was just like, that was like a holy
4: shit moment. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) That is funny.
0: Oh, my God. Um, anyway, I mean, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just we sit here and it's like we want to educate people, but the truth of the matter is sometimes that you can't educate people, but That's you can just we can come out and state this is how the business works. This is how deals happen. Tom <laughs> is not unauthorized. It's yes, yeah, it's totally understandable for whatever reason. Peter doesn't have to like this. He doesn't have to agree with it. Correct. But that doesn't correct, mean yes. it's unauthorized. Mm-hmm. It is a hundred percent authorized by the record label who owns these two albums.
2: It's theoretically Universal could go to whoever had Vinny signing all of those Vinny Vincent creature covers and say oh, yeah. cease and desist. Yeah. You know, get rid of all copies now or return them. Whatever you were saying earlier. It wouldn't be Kiss, it would be Universal.
0: Yeah, uh, it's again, Tom, you did this the way you were supposed to do this. You got the rights the way you're supposed to. This, listen, any fan out there who wants to do this can do the same thing. Yeah. Universal, yeah. any record label's got massive licensing departments mm-hmm. that is just sitting there. Waiting for someone to go, hey, I'm interested in this album. I'd like to whatever, re-release it on CD. I'd like to re-release it on vinyl. Okay, here's our standard deal. Take it or leave it sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, Rock Candy Magazine has a record label called Rock Candy Records. They've been around for, I don't know, a decade. Easy decade. That's all they do. Is license, is yeah, is re-release and license albums from record labels and slash the rights holder because in some a, that's cases how,
4: that's how rhino got started.
0: That's how rhino got sometimes the rights holder. Might be an artist, it might be an estate, it might be a management company, but they just rock Candy Records goes out and says, I want this, 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 and this. Can we license the masters from you? They get the masters, they get the artwork. They got the permission to remaster it a little bit and add some enhanced content
3: into the CD casing done. I tell you what, I, I was surprised. I mean, they've been getting some good. I mean, the fact that they got like fog hat live, which is a platinum album. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was, I, every time I see their eyes, I'm like, God, I'm, they're, there's, they're there's doing some, well. There's some, there's some I good, know, I good know. scores they get there. So
0: but they found what, the niche. what 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 oh, yeah. you did, I've Tom, is literally no different than what dozens of reissue record labels do that, that are out there right now. Yeah. Maybe well, now, mind, maybe that's, that's, the only that's... thing you did differently is you actually tried to get the artist involved. I bet most of these other uh, reissue labels don't even bother to get the artist
3: involved. Well, oh, you got to remember, God. Peter has every right, just like. If, if Roger Earl, he's for the geeks, that was the drummer mm-hmm. from Foghat. since I just brought them up. He doesn't have to sign anything people give, yeah. you know, what I mean? and Peter doesn't either. But at the sure. same time, I mean, it's obvious that there's some nefarious stuff going on or they're being so, for the lack of a better word, dicky to you F- for what?
4: You know, Th- it's just that's so that's that's the stupid. question. That's the question, man. That, I, I wish anybody could tell me.
3: Well, put it this way: he could have done this, you know at, at the at the convention. You know, I, you know, I, I don't want to sign that. Okay, cool. But to have you fucking banned from an event, yeah. To, yeah. to to bad mouth your again, you we know, I won't go through through a hundred times. But something that was legally licensed, legally officially put out. Mm-hmm. You know, from the you know from the uh, the publisher. Why? What the fuck, man? <laughs> well, and know, to take is... it a step further.
2: The, the fans are showing up to the event that are paying for the experience to have the stuff autographed. Why would he care one way or another? What he's signing? At the I end of the what? day, why does it matter whether it's a baseball or a copy of one of the the re-releases you did or a poster wow. from the seventies? What does it matter? It's all the same. You would I, I mean, this, would this effort
3: is all, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. doesn't matter. It's funny. I remember when I went and saw, uh, or I this was during uh, uh, Adam West. I don't think he looked up from the table. I was kind of disappointed, Yeah. but he did it the right. I mean, he was there as, as many times as he could fucking stroke the pen. He's making some money. So what right. does it fucking matter? that's a, this whole thing is just absolute it just reeks of stupidity. Um, <laughs> it,
4: it, it doesn't make it's sense and it's sad uh, probably one of the best commentaries on it so again I know I know people that do this stuff too and uh, somebody that was around Ace told him about it yeah this for the, blo- the, the the worst of the shit I mean told him about the offers because I mean I've had ace sign before. Yeah. Talking about the offers that I had him for Peter and Ace is going. What's the matter with him? You know, I mean, you know, when Ace Fraley's going. What's the matter with this guy? Yeah, uh, I mean, it just it defies any kind of logic.
0: Yeah, I, it, it does. I mean, you went out of your way to actually make what three offers. Three different offers to four,
4: him. To four in total, yeah. Four four, four offers where yeah.
0: he could make money off of this. Yeah. Because well, as this we the, said, there's a good chance, yeah. we don't know 100%, but there's a good chance he's not making anything from Universal, from the no, license no, deal that no. they cut with you.
2: And it's also yeah. an oddity as well, because if you look at it, at least from my perspective, all of them, with the exception of Peter, I don't care if it's Bruce or Tommy, Eric, Paul, Gene, Ace, they'll sign pretty much whatever you put in front of them. They don't care. Yeah, you know.
0: I mean that Uh, and and that that's actually a new revenue stream for many artists now. Yeah. Yeah. Not just not just what we see in the KISS world of Ace and Vinny and Paul doing this, but artists are like, okay, you want me to sign that new release? 50 bucks a signature. And I'll sign 500 of them, set me up in a hotel ballroom, bring them all here. Give me the markers. We'll sign, sign, sign. They walk that's, out with money and they, they never have to worry about actually selling the product. That's still your
4: problem. They they've yeah, been That's their exactly point. how it works too. Just exactly well, how you said it.
3: Matter of fact, Ted's releasing his new OCD and he has a way Nugent's new record that's coming out he's selling an autograph copy through his website i mean that's just the smart way good for him that's yeah. what i mean and again this isn't unique <clears throat> to him there's lots of bands that are putting out that sort of you know get it from us and we'll autograph it for you and, and matter of fact it goes for authors and everything that's just yeah. a smart yeah. you can double your money yeah, Alice you know Cooper I mean? was
2: offering his latest CD at the show for a uh, signed copy
3: for free. Yeah. That's what I mean. Awesome. It's, yeah. That's uh, more power to him guys. If, if anything, you know, you know, since the whole thing that happened with Napster now through um, Spotify and, you know, all the, they've got to find out a, a new way to make money. There's got to be a new business model. <clears throat> so, so to have artists offer that sort of thing, is smart which is again goes back to the, the crux of this why wouldn't peter want to sign these right just easy money in his pocket
4: well let me and, ask and, you this, this here, here's a real illogical part so after i made the offer the last offer where i was going to pay him 170 175 an autograph and and of course didn't respond and then they released through that convention that what after you buy the package or whatever he'll sign any additional item for $75. (laughs) I'm like, how how does anybody come to that conclusion to say no? And then I'm going to sign them for less. It it just, it just doesn't make sense. There's something, there's something at play here that I'm sure, I'm sure is not obvious at all. And, uh, but I mean, there's some illogical thinking going on there.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It, minute, it, 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 this is one of those jaw-dropping, I don't get it, but I think what we did is hopefully explain to all the listeners how this works. Yep. And and, cool. and you you didn't you didn't do anything illegal here. You're not unauthorized. No. Paid
4: dearly for the (laughs) right.
0: Yeah, you tried very. You tried harder than probably most people would to get the artist involved and give them an opportunity to make money. At that point in time, you know, we can all bang our heads against the wall trying to figure it out and not understand it. Sometimes it's just not going to happen. But at least you came out here and like walked everybody through how this happened. I mean, and, and what I mean is how this happened, how you got the rights to release on vinyl Peter Chris's two solo albums. It can be done. Anybody out there who feels like they want to do it for one of their favorite artists, mm. you, you can do this. It can be a lot of headaches. Trust me. Even if it goes completely smooth, it can still be filled with headaches.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. Even at the Um, best of times.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult business, but you can do this. If you've got the money, the time and the business sense, you can release a product in less than six
3: years. Ooh, Tom, why we got you on your, your prophecy is, uh, is, uh, is Mm. still in uh, full effect.
2: Uh, I bet there were odds
3: in Vegas we could have all bet on (laughs) <laughs> Tommy, uh, so, uh, I mean, before, before we get it, Tommy, did you ever find anything on the information uh, about a certain house being up for sale? Yeah, but if my understanding was is that that it that it, the remodel occurred
2: after the sale had taken place.
0: Mm. So the new owners I, bought it and then remodeled it.
2: That was my understanding. Yes, but I don't know that
3: for a fact because I don't. I still don't have an address. Mm, interesting like i said that that whole thing is just Mm. insane the fact that it's still you could if you wanted to you could still like throw money at that thing right is that still up on oh
0: yeah you could buy it you could buy it you could buy that product right now and it's and on that product page it says nothing about coming soon pre-ordered not completed it's buying a product where you pick your shipping
3: i i saw i i try not to look at that stuff but it's you know it just pops up in your newsfeed sometimes Somebody posted something where they wrote, you know, I paid you five years ago. It's like, no, you didn't. You paid me three years and eight months ago.
0: I know, I'm like,
1: I I saw that. Oh,
3: that makes it all better. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? There's only been three years and eight months. No more. You're all. Yeah. That one year and two Could months. You imagine having the fucking balls to type that. No, it's been three years and eight months. Are you fucking kidding me? And remember the shit we got for just saying it ain't going to be out by Christmas. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: when we pulled down our interview and said it wouldn't be out by Christmas of 2015, <clears throat> we became evil the incarnate in the Kiss Army.
3: You're Nazi.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, my God. You just wanted to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no. We just want you to get your money's worth.
0: <laughs> anyway, Tom, uh, you know, I hope this all works out in the end for you yeah uh yeah uh, you know, well, you know, well, well here so can people still order these online from you
4: absolutely at so the where rockologist. do we go com. you can get them at the com. i am also selling them on ebay um, um my my uh, id is T J A S. you know anybody else got four digits for an ebay that's that's old man
0: yeah that's old that's old school <laughs>
4: yeah but yeah, yeah, no, they have plenty in stock for everybody.
0: So seriously, I mean, if, if, if you are interested in these, go check them out, go get them. It It's a hundred percent legit. It's a hundred percent legal. Uh, you know, they're, they're in mint condition. Tom, you, you know how to take care of shipping out vinyl.
4: Yep. So, yeah, yeah, we, so we you're a, not, you're, you're not going to get it mailed method. to you in
0: a garbage bag.
4: It won't be, it may be ding, but we'll replace it if it is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's that, that the way life
0: you is. know, back to what Mark, you were saying much earlier in the show, Tom, I mean, you're, you're up front and honest. And I mean, everybody knows you put pride into your products and you put pride into your shipping and you want to do it the best way and you take care of the customer. So if there is an issue you're going to deal with. it.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely that's uh, that that's certainly been a challenge around the hospital as well but anyway uh,
0: so i mean please if this is something you're interested in go go to rockologist.com check it out um, how much are they
4: 29.99 plus shipping uh, oh, okay. there you go yeah for, for so the you're people probably in and, for what thirty three, thirty four. Yeah, about that, about that. For people overseas, it seems like, it seems like for a lot of people, eBay is a better way to go because of their shipping program. Makes sense. There you go, guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so don't believe the bullshit you're reading online. Not everything you read on the internet is true. Really? Honest. (laughs) Honest to God. Including a tweet from Elon Musk (laughs) about buying Israeli's makeup. It's not true you know it's funny tom I was, t- I was telling these guys i'm like i'm just waiting to see who-, who is the first person to believe that's a real tweet i didn't think it'd be gene Simmons.
4: Gene. yeah yeah there you go he i'm must sorry, my- I'm hey, sorry gene but
0: it was like you know it's a Great. moment in internet. You've got to take it when it happens. Yeah. He's going to dock our pay now. <laughs> yeah, we're, de- we're definitely getting fired. <laughs> oh my God. Tom, thank you. You know, thank you for coming on. Thank you for opening up, being transparent. Um, let's hope this calms down for you and, and works out well for you in the end. I'm assuming there'll never be another Peter Chris project coming out of your business. Uh, No,
4: no, no. And in fact, in fact, yeah, I'm not, I've got a couple of things, other things lined up here to do. Uh, And yeah, not doing anything in the future without the artists on, on a front. Who Again, who expects them to attack? I I get it if you're not going to endorse it, but appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to come on and, and, uh, you know, attempt to set the record straight. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, how all, you go, you see. know,
0: again, all I feel like we really did here is we explained the facts of how this project came together and was yep. done legally and above the board with the record label's involvement. Yep. That's it. Yep. Anything
4: you're else you're hearing is not true.
2: Vinyl guy. So you know more than anyone else I know.
0: Um, Got to thank Tom for coming on and just being completely open and transparent about. Hey about how this happened yeah i mean i don't we we said it all there's not much more to say this is not a counterfeit product people this is not an illegal product this is not unauthorized it's a hundred percent legal and above the board he acquired all rights to do this from universal who are the ones who control the music yep that's it
3: Mm -hmm. so it's not not too hard to understand
0: no it it really isn't that's all it comes back to and 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 let's be honest
3: when somebody who should know better is telling you different
0: well this this is just another of the tens of thousands of examples of artists getting pissed about product being released that they have no say in and no financial stake in i mean I'm not defending Peter, but Peter's not the first artist who's been this way when a a label cuts a deal with their music and they never see a penny of it. That's what we hear all the time. That's why artists should, if at all possible, and it's not easy, own your recordings. So you are the ones that get to say yes or no, and you are the ones that get to collect the money. that's what it comes down to it's it's the, the way the of this business of you can like it you can hate it it's the way it is and you got to work with it
3: you know some some bands are smart and use it to their own advantage didn't uh, twisted sister rebuy um, god what did they, I think they got their ken and then they then put stuff out well yeah know, you on know on a own.
0: few artists i mean metallica got bought their catalog back motley Crue motley. was one of the first mm-hmm. artists decades ago who did it it's it's not cheap i mean i want to say when motley bought their catalog back and this would have been in the maybe the early mid 90s
3: 90s yeah because i think motley i think it was director,
0: like 35 million dollars it cost them to buy their catalog back from the label it's not cheap because as i said in the interview the labels make the bulk of their money from these back catalog sales. So if they're gonna get rid of it, they want a lot of money to make up for what they're gonna lose moving forward in the future. The, you know For younger artists starting now, try and, and this is sort of the way the whole business has evolved, you record your own music, pay for your own recording, pay for your own artwork, go find a record label, license it to the record label for three years and then after three years it reverts back to you Mm -hmm. so you own it so you can decide what to do with it 10 years from now i mean that's it's again good or bad it's the way the business works and we've all seen we've all heard from artists online we've read interviews we've seen behind the musics where you know, artists aren't happy with their record deals. That's what it is. Sadly, Peter's in that position as well, it seems. But you can't get mad at Tom for it because Tom did this hundred percent above the board.
3: Or anyone who does it legally. Yeah. He follows the rules and plays by the rules. Don't signs get the contracts and puts their butt yeah. on the line. Takes takes the risk. Yep. Take that from business owners. Takes the risks you know look at the Mm -hmm. look at what happened to the guy and he certainly didn't plan on that Mm -hmm. whether he you know (laughs) this is the reality of business yeah yeah that's all and 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 when it's bloody and yucky people don't want to look at it well shit like this can happen to nice good decent hardworking, play play-by-the-rules types so just be just so just because you have a good business model or one you think you have things can ha- things can go wrong they're out of your control and it's brutal you know um but you know I, we all know tom he's gonna he's gonna land on his feet smart guy does it right you know um this is just it's just uh bad what happened to him. it's sad and yeah. uh, you know and i tell you what uh <laughs> here's Here's a great example. You know, if you want to, those are cool records to have in your collection. You can get it right from the, right from the, Right, you know, right, right. Right from, right from Tom,
0: so, right from the, the yeah. his label that licensed it legally from Universal.
3: Yep. yep. And like I said earlier in the, these are also the kinds of things, and I'm not, I'm not overhyping this. These are also the kinds of things that do make things like that vinyl go up much like that rock and roll over poster. Oh, you know, yeah, there's a bunch of them now, but maybe I can't get
0: them. Maybe I won't be able to get them a year from now.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, yep.
0: yep. So anyway, you know, yeah, if you're looking for this, go ahead over to rockologist.com, pick them up directly from Tom and he'll get them out to you packed, nice, neat, and tight. And he'll take care of you. Uh, Homework for this week. What'd you learn? Yeah. There you go. What did you learn about the music business out of this episode? Maybe it's not to get into the music business. Either
2: way, it's a win.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What did you learn? Go to one of our social networks. Leave your answer. Uh, That's it, everybody. We'll see you. Next week.
1: Every month, more than 50,000 musicians, industry professionals, and rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and KISS fans from around the world listen and engage with the Three Sides of the Coin podcast. If you have a new release or a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael to discuss sponsorship opportunities. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. So you love the show. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com, subscribe on YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate Voices your support. for Three Sides of the Coin provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.